Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. And we are so glad to be with you on this wonderful day. You know what? You tell us what day it is. We don't know. Is it Monday? Is it Tuesday? (laughs) Is is it Wednesday? Could be Thursday. (laughs) We thought it was Friday, but apparently not for everybody. No, no. That's actually an interesting interesting point. We've been seeing that our listeners are day agnostic. You guys don't care what the day is. You want to hear your beer content. Yeah. By the way, what's up, Portugal? We see you've been listening. No, not the man. We're talking the, not the, the I almost country. said the state. <laughs> Portugal, Portugal the, the state. state. Yeah, that's the tribute band to Portugal, the man. Um, you know, that, that is, I am feeling, you know, very, you know, Hispanic after that reference. Kind of, well, I guess they're neighbors, Portugal and Spain, so yeah, I can yeah. let it slide, right? But yeah, yeah, I don't want to offend anybody, but we are drinking a Hispanic uh, themed and uh, brewed beer today. Uh, it is called Nopali, and it comes from Casa Humilde, which uh, is Spanish for humble house. Great name for it's, a beer. Right. I think both in Spanish and English, the translation. Brilliant. Yeah, either way, um, it sounds great. Tell and me more about these guys, Tom. Well, um, these guys are two brothers, specifically Javier and Jose Lopez. Uh, they're from Hermosa, which is a neighborhood here in Chicago, Illinois. And their, their mission is simple. They aim to create beers that you can enjoy in any setting. That's kind of up our alley. Yeah. Um, and their beers can range from traditional to modern, but they always have a twist of Latin ingredients. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So what are we drinking from them today? Um, so today uh, we're drinking uh, Nopali, which is a farmhouse ale with prickly pear. Uh, I gotta be honest, I've never had a farmhouse ale, so what, what's that all about? Yeah, that's a good question, and I'll be honest, I didn't have that information right at my fingertips, so I went to Dr. Google here. Yeah. Um, but a farmhouse ale is gonna be pretty, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure that if I am, our good friend Ryan Mack will absolutely throw his Google device out the window, <laughs> out of frustration, but I believe a lot of Saisons or farmhouse ales and overall, it's it's not necessarily like a single style of beer. For sure. It's a broader category, um, right? So like Cezanne would be one of them, I guess, beer de garde. The whole idea is that it's it, it has kind of a funky flavor, apparently like wet hay or earth. We haven't really had one of these yet, so I'm intrigued. Another uh, hallmark of it is that it'll be tart, like an unripened strawberry and leave your mouth <clears throat> okay. crisp and dry. So... We'll see what, what does that. And then, if I'm not mistaken, the prickly pear, is that going to be our Hispanic twist? Our well, Latin twist? I'm not, I don't think so. I think, um, I think there could be something else to it. Um, I believe that there's, they, they're known for their agua fresca uh, influence on their oh, stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I also just wanted to, to give you one more fun fact about the Lopez brothers. Uh, they originally were going to call this company Auxiliary Brewing, but they decided that it made them seem like bearded white guys. Um, as a bearded white guy, I have to say, I don't take offense to that. No. Um, and I like the name a lot better than... I feel like most 
brewers are bearded white guys. Yeah. So good to right. get a little good to get a little diversity in um, there. But yeah, in very quickly tell us about the agua fresca because I don't know much about. Yeah, that. all right. Yeah. So the the reason you're thinking that there's an agua fresca in here is is in the description, right? So it's a five percent ABV, should be pretty crushable. Yeah, farmhouse ale with prickly pear, reddish hue. You're not gonna love that. <laughs> I probably will. Effervescent yeah. with a dry finish, fruity and earthy aroma from the prickly pear and late edition of Citra and Hallertau Blanc hops. Think Agua Fresca meets beer. And an Agua Fresca is, per Wikipedia, which never steers you wrong, Yeah, a light fruit drink popular throughout Mexico, Central America, and portions of South America, simply made by blending fruit with water, a bit of sugar, and a little lime juice. Got it. Yeah. Well, I think I've heard enough. I think I want to give this a try. Yeah, I'm into it. Everything yeah. they've said screams my name. <clears throat> well, hopefully in Spanish. <laughs> Vicente! <laughs> ah. According to my Spanish teacher from second grade. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, oh man, I'm smelling that tartness. Yeah, I smell it. the tart. I love the tart. I'm kind of afraid to sip, I'm going to be honest, but here we go. So... As somebody who has had many, many home brews here from Ryan, Ryan Mack, uh-oh, I don't like that oh. face. Okay, no, that was not a... <laughs> not for you. <laughs> not a good sip. All right, I'm going to take, take a quick here, quick sip here and okay. see what happens. But. Uh. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, this, oh, the aftertaste. Is, Probably not for you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you, you what. Go go on. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. These guys literally uh, talk about bootstrapping. They they brewed their stuff, at least to start with, in their parents' home, in their childhood home, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I love I love this story of the these two guys, and I love the name. Um, I'm gonna isolate on something that I've been holding on to for a few minutes now because I just remembered it. But the word prickly pear, um, if anyone has seen the film Leaving in Las Vegas... I have. Um, no, I've read the book. There is a notable scene where Nicolas Cage, uh, is, he's drunk the whole movie. But that was fear very, and loathing in Las Vegas, I'm yeah. sorry. He's, uh, the whole movie is about him trying to drink himself to death, and he's with a prostitute, and he goes, I'm a pear! I'm a prickly, prickly pear! And it's just like <laughs> him trying to be funny, and someone told me a very... Very funny way to to describe this movie. Basically, if you're drunk, you think that he's like the most charming guy in the world, and he's hilarious. And if you're sober, you see him for the sad shell of a human being that he actually is. All right, now before you went to the sad shell of a human being part, yeah. I was going to say that's pretty good analog for Nick Cage himself, <laughs> yeah. the man who either whispers or yells, right? <laughs> Not the bees, no. Um, yeah, we're gonna go. We're going to go steal the Declaration of Independence. Why? <laughs> Is, I don't want this to turn into 20 minutes of Nicolas Cage impressions, but it could. It very easily could. Yeah. And lest you think that Nicolas Cage is... Uh, I'm going you know, to steal 60 cars in 24 hours. We're going to call it six, Gone in 60 Seconds. And Angela Jolie is going to have... Blonde dreadlocks. <laughs> Angela, he would totally say Angela. <laughs> then, Come on, Angela. What do you think? 
I brought you the cars. I don't know what else you want from me. I think that this is like, it's so extreme for me, the tartness, and that's probably why I thought about Nicolas Cage. Just because everything he does, he yeah. does to the highest possible octane you can think of. There's a movie that he's getting rave reviews for, from what I've seen, um, called Pig, where apparently he loses a pig, and he goes looking for That's it. That's the whole movie? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I would like to, because this is clearly not for you, this yeah. beer, I'd like to say that I thought this was going to be a little more fruity. I'm enjoying this a lot. There is a little funk that is true, uh, and I do love the... I'm a big fruit guy. All the way through. You've made that very clear, yes. <laughs> I mean regular fruit too, so I've had my share of I pears. do. I want to make it clear. I do enjoy regular fruit as well. <laughs> um, had yeah. my share of pears. I'm not sure if I've had a prickly pear, but I, I enjoy what that does. It sort of, for me, uh, t- it cuts down on the, on the acidity of it, which is weird. Right? It's almost like it would be an overwhelming sour not sour but like you're a tart and funky taste but there's this great sweetness to the prickly pear so really i yeah i mean i don't this is not like terrible by any means but it's just i feel like it's not it's not for you it's not clicking for me and i don't think we've discussed this yet on our show but i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it up now uh this makes me feel like how i feel when people talk about the office so, I obviously, cannot believe that you have this feeling about this beer, and you're sitting next to somebody who literally listens to The Office to go to sleep. Yeah, night. well, see, this is what I mean. So, you're like, I, again, the captain of team, sour and fruited beers. You the know, man of the sour. Better for better or worse, like you are firmly entrenched, and I've really never seen The Office. Like I've seen some episodes. I've obviously seen like clips and gifs and I like I understand enough to know like what kind of happened but I'm just kind of left out of this whole like huge piece of pop culture and I don't think I'm ever going to catch up and in fact I, I just know it in my in my heart that I'm probably not going to and that's fine like I don't judge people for it um it's just like one of these it's just like a gap in what I have you know culturally speaking and you know, that's I think that's where I'm sort of at with like this type of beer. Just not I'm just not in it. Hey. Everyone's allowed their own opinions. Right. You know, this isn't Friday night fascism. Right. And I'm I'm also not gonna be one of those people that like just because I am not involved, like that I think it sucks. I mean, there are things that I haven't seen that I do think suck. Uh, shout out Big Bang Theory. Um, but But I but I think that the office is a great parallel to it because I think when people hear this you know that we have two opposing views but the office is very polarizing for you in that you do you feel left out and you don't understand it and it might not be for you yeah but it's found such a huge audience that it has to be for somebody and i think if you were telling somebody about the office and saying i don't know i've never seen it they'd still like and somebody else is like oh dude you gotta see it they definitely take it they they take that risk and they yeah they definitely i don't take a watch yeah it makes me wonder what are, what is something that you feel like you've been left out of, or like you just you just generally feel left out of that's very popular. Um, that's a good question. I'm unfortunately, you know, really into popular things, 
it's as soon as it becomes popular i'm Are like you apologizing yeah, to only the hipster community I, I guess <laughs> yeah the anti-hipster it's like sorry uh i like water <laughs> i like it i've always said that in terms of music or like movie trailers i should be the sole test audience because if i go oh yeah i like that 85 percent of america is gonna love it like okay. i have the most milk toast taste now obviously i do it diverges at certain places i think i but that's the thing is i don't have the self-awareness to recognize that i have a huge gap like I would say that I don't have a gap in classic music, and here we go. Cue the Ryan Mac iPhone or oh, yeah. Google he's, throw. He's not going to like this. I but I do. I don't. I I have like a passing familiarity with it. I guess maybe if I'm outside of the United States, it's it's soccer. Like everybody knows soccer there, and yeah. I don't know anything about that. Um, I think that's a common problem for Americans. I'm really trying to. It makes me. It makes me. I guess the only other time I would feel it is, again, when you leave your comfort zone, like you kind of just did, but when you leave your comfort zone and you go out into the world and you start talking to people from different countries and you realize they speak better English than you will ever speak their language, and you're like, oh my God, we are so dumb. <laughs> We're so dumb. We know one language, and like we tried to learn Spanish, but it was a chore. And these guys, like, everybody... everybody <laughs> I asked a couple guys, I'm like, how'd you learn English? He's like, I watch movies. I'm like, damn it. That's what I should have done. Yeah. And we also, <laughs> we're so arrogant. Everywhere we go, we expect other people to learn our very difficult language that's filled with contradictions. Yeah, I think if I have to choose one gap, and it's one that I kind of worked fairly hard to fill. And by fairly hard, I mean I played fantasy hockey one season, and I filled it that way. It's hockey. It's it's the NHL. Okay. How much of that was pressure from your friend group though? It seems like they wanted you. Uh this was kind of this was in in college. It was we have an opening in a fantasy hockey league and I'm like, well, I it can't be that yeah. much different. And so I'm a huge Marion Gaborik guy. Before we dive too Gaboric. deep into into that, let's try this out of the glass. Yeah, I wonder if you'll like it any better. Yeah, I I, I hope I do cuz um you know, like we do with all uh, beers in the show, we respect everybody that is in the game making beers. Um, I do love the way this looks. Yeah, in this a glass. is this looks is beautiful. Pardon my French, but this is a sexy looking beer. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Revolution uh, Rosa, which is a beer that I do like. It reminds me a little bit of a almost like a rosé. Oh yeah, maybe that's, that's actually maybe? Even better. Maybe. Maybe you try this at a brunch. Wine, wine, definitely wine. I found it. It's okay. wine. I don't know anything about wine. That's my gap. Okay. You know what? I did like that a little better. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I, I enjoy it. I think it's like, when I say I enjoy it, I'm not going to rate it a five, obviously, you know, but yeah, I respect it. I like the, I like the, like the prickly pear of it. And I think if I have to compare this to something, it's so hard for me to get off of like the the Nicolas Cage <laughs> that you you did yeah. because I mean when I picked this up I picked it up very specifically because it was something different and something that I hadn't had which is exactly the attitude that I feel like Nicolas Cage in the 90s and 2000s early 2000s before he ran out of money because he was buying literal dinosaur 
bones and like castles and old artifacts yeah yeah like i think he chose things and said huh well this looks different let me give it a try do you know that roger ebert said that nicholas cage was his favorite actor this is not a joke was this like he this was in the context of a review he wrote why he said that he loves nicholas cage because he is the most ferocious committer in all of acting. Like everything he does, <laughs> no matter how stupid or insane it is, he is like fiercely committed to it. And for that reason, he's like he's the most compelling person to watch in a movie because no matter what, like he takes it completely seriously. I think he's the most compelling person to watch in a movie just because you never know what you're going to get outside right. of the fact that it's like it could be Nicolas Cage turned up to 150 or it could be Nicolas Cage. Like, have you right. seen, uh, <laughs> I think it's The Weatherman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the weather, are you kidding me? That's like, that must have been absolute hell for that guy. <laughs> I don't think his voice goes above like a, like this notch right here. And I, again, he's depressed. I mean, but. Family Man is another one that you know has an absurd plot. Go all the Ghost Rider movies. Like no matter what he's <laughs> yeah, doing, it's the Ghost Rider. Headache. How you how you doing this morning? Feel like my skull's on fire. Otherwise, I'm fine. Otherwise, I'm fine. And and I will say like <laughs> National <laughs> Treasure, I think has gone through a weird evolution where like it was <laughs> genuinely like enjoyed. Then it was ironically enjoyed, and now it's being genuinely enjoyed again. Like people love that movie. It's like the Fast and the Furious movies. It's become yeah. like a like a meme almost. Oh, and a hundred percent has. Like it's. I remember, I, like not that long ago, people would be like, "Man, I want to, I want to get steal the Declaration drunk tonight." I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're so, who we're so said drunk. that? No one said oh, that. Oh, I was with a group of girls that were they were doing that. Are you kidding I me? I swear to God, yeah. <laughs> This was like circa 2017. By the way, he wasn't drunk when he did it. Yeah, I know. You know what? These girls were a little... They thought they were a lot more clever than they actually were. I'll just leave it at that. That's fine. Um, well, Vince, I think, uh, I think I'm going to let you give your rating first so yeah. I don't give you a biased um, take. I think this is a, a 3.25. I am very interested in trying more from the Humble House, the Casa Humilde. This was... This is just such an out there, I think, beer for us that I picked it up. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about farmhouse ales in general, but I know that I would have this. I think from a crushability factor, it, it's probably mid-range overall. And if I had to think about what this beer was for me, it's like my first... It's like, it's like seeing Memento for the first time. But I saw it so long after it came out that the whole subversion and amazing feature of it was gone, you know? Like, when Memento came out, everybody was like, oh my god, it's in reverse! <laughs> and then I had heard that for like 10 yeah. years, and I finally watched it, I'm like, yeah, this is an enjoyable movie. But you knew the, the novelty's gone. The yeah. novelty's worn off for me. And that's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking here. Like there's that idea of this prickly pear and this Latin <laughs> twist to it. And at the end of the day, it's just a solid beer for me. It's a solid beer that I would drink and enjoy, and it will absolutely not keep me from 
going back to Casa Humilde. Guys, if you're listening to this, it's one of the most beautiful beers I've ever seen. That would be the Lopez Brothers. <clears throat> Great job. Yeah. I'm looking forward to trying more stuff. Yeah, Javier and Jose, first of all, amazing story. And I, I do agree that it looks fantastic. You know, I think I'm going to stick with my, my office analogy. Um, I know that it's popular. I know that I know that there's a, an audience for this, clearly. Um, it's just not for me. For that, I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of 5 toms. And it's nothing against, you know, the, these fine gentlemen. Um, you know, I'm just going to kind of sit from afar and, you know, let other people enjoy it. And, and I would love to try something else from Casa Humilde. Oh, we will. Yeah, we it's will. It's amazing. That's an amazing tale. And for all of you office heads out there, um, one complaint I will say. I swear to God, I'm so sick of that Wayne. I am so sick of that Wayne Gretzky quoted by Michael Scott thing. It's over fucking done. That's my one thing I will say. Stop fucking saying that. I, I might I might dox you. <laughs> I might dox you tonight. <laughs> yeah, well we'll see how what happens when the microphone gets turned off. <laughs> I had I had to get one in there. I'm sorry. That's the only Unbelievable. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's close out before things get even more heated. This is disgusting. <laughs> this is like what they do at the end of Marvel movies when it's like, oh my god, what's the tease? The most yeah. interesting part of it is at the, <laughs> is end. the end credits. <laughs> yeah. This will be the clip we share. But anyways, um, thanks for listening. Please follow our show on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Vince, anything Write you want to Write us a review. Add? Write us a review. We love the reviews. And uh, uh, go... Go find yourself over if you're in Chicago to District Brewyards. Try some of this stuff. They've got it all yeah. on tap. Casa Humilde, uh, I believe. Bulldog is there. Burnt City, and then there's a fourth one that is slipping my mind yeah. currently. But uh, really great, great location. Nice outdoor patio. Great space inside. They've got good barbecue that you can get in there as well. I'd highly recommend it. And uh, I'll be back to to pick up some. Some different Casa Humilde. Maybe, maybe I got a couple more of these though that I'm looking forward to drinking. So yeah. Well, until then, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans, must booze. Adios, amigos. <laughs>